week's episode of Proper English is brought to you by modal verbs and the idiom to set your teeth on edge. Hello, I'm Dave. And I'm Alison. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which, as you know, is called Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know the correct word to use in a particular situation. If you get stuck thinking of the right phrasal verb. If you're puzzled by should and ought and must and shall. Then proper English is just the thing for you. This episode was inspired by my Ukrainian student, Alexei. We were discussing the differences between words like should and ought and must and other verbs that we use when we're expressing things like obligation and possibility. And I thought, you know what? There's a whole podcast full of information here. And so, thanks to Alexei, here we are talking about modal verbs. So what are they? You tell me. Oh, Okay, well, they're part of the larger family of auxiliary verbs, which are verbs that help the main verb convey time, ability, obligation, possibility or potential. We're going to concentrate on everything but time in this episode. We'll consider the time ones at a later date, I reckon. Right, so these are the verbs that we're talking about today. Can and could, may and might, must, ought to, shall and should, will and would. And you could also include dare and need, which can either be modal or main verbs. And we can look at have to as well, which is actually a main verb but can be considered part of the modal gang. And then there's had better, of course. Oh, confused. Mm. So am I. We should have a look at some examples, see if we can't clear up at least some of the confusion. Mm, Good. Okay. so let's start with the modal verbs concerned with ability, permission and possibility. Can and could, uh, and may and might. They're the ones. Now, when we talk about ability, we often use can to express this. I can speak a little Portuguese, and even less French. Mm. We use it to express possibility. You can learn the rules of chess pretty quickly. Also used to ask for permission. Can I use your phone? Well, I don't know, can you? Ah, yeah. There's a bit of controversy about using can for permission questions, because can, in this case, could be about ability. You could say that I was asking if I had the ability to use your phone. So, really, you should be asking, may I use your phone? Because may is about possibility and permission rather than ability. Okay then. May I use your phone? No, you may not. Use your own. Didn't want to use your stupid phone anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so to continue with may, you can use it to express possibility. Like it may rain tomorrow, for instance. Then there's could and might, also about possibility. It could rain tomorrow, or perhaps it might rain tomorrow. You always think it's going to rain, Dave. And one day I'll be right. (laughs) So these three are pretty much interchangeable. Controversial. Also, you can use these two for polite permission. Could I use your phone? Nope. Might I use your phone? Very polite indeed. But no, use your own phone. Hmm. (laughs) And now to obligation. Should or shall, will, must, ought to and had better are at various points on the sliding scale of obligation. Ought to 
is pretty polite and perhaps about duty, I think. Mm. So you really ought to visit your Uncle Ted when you go to Scotland next month. Yeah. Whereas should is something that would be a good idea. Like you should go to the Louvre when you're in Paris next. Mm. Or you look terrible. You should see a doctor. Why would you say that? (laughs) (laughs) Must is a strong obligation. An instruction, maybe, or expressing a certainty, like you must stop when the traffic lights are at red, or you must be really tired. You hardly got a wink of sleep last night. Yeah, it's that cat. Mm -hmm. And right at the end of the obligation spectrum, you can maybe have will... To show determination mm. and have to and had better, mm. which are often demands. You better let me use your phone. Mm. You have to let me use your phone. You will let me use your phone. Why? Well, because I've run out of battery. I want to order you some flowers for our wedding anniversary. Oh, Dave. <laughs> now, at the other end of the obligation scale is need not most commonly used as needn't. And this is all about not having an obligation. As in, our neighbours gave us a huge sack of potatoes, so we needn't buy any for the rest of the year. (laughs) True story. Actually, adding not to pretty much all the modal verbs reverses the meaning. Also, it's worth pointing out that modal verbs only have one form. They don't conjugate. Mm, Poor things. And what about shall? Well, it can be used to make a suggestion. Shall we dance? Uh, Not now. Uh, Or it can be obligation or instruction in a very formal situation. Mm, Students shall not enter the staff room, for instance. Or the fairy godmother in Cinderella. Uh You shall go to the wall. (laughs) Now there's a thing for a future podcast. The grand English tradition of the Christmas pantomime. Oh no, it isn't. Oh yes, it is. (laughs) And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Now, chalk screeching down a chalkboard. No, don't. That squeaky noise cotton wool makes when you pull it apart. For goodness sake. That awful sound your cutlery makes when it scrapes against your plate. Oh, look, stop it. You're really setting my teeth on edge here. Setting your teeth on edge. This week's idiom. This idiom is what we use to describe how we feel when we hear or experience something unpleasant or distasteful. It was originally something like to edge your teeth and was first used in the Middle Ages to describe how it feels when you bite into something really acidic, like a lemon or fresh rhubarb, that tingling you get in your teeth. Like when you unwrap a bar of chocolate and bite into it, but there's still some foil lurking and it scrapes against your fillings and... Not nice, it really sets your teeth on edge. And here we are, at the end of another episode of Proper English. As always, we hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. And we hope we've helped you understand a little bit more about how to use the English language. Please, tell everyone you know about us. Your friends, your family, anyone who's studying or learning English. And don't forget to like this episode and leave us a nice review and subscribe to us. On Podbean. Or Apple Podcasts. Or your favourite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Or... You can email us at properenglish, all one word, at sapo.pt. 
if you have any suggestions for future podcasts. And of course, you can join us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, where we regularly answer any questions you might have about English grammar. So until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.